Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And we're going to start by talking about Mandy's least favorite person. No, we're not talking about Donald Trump. I'm pretty sure that this one ranks even lower than him, if that's possible. Yes, we are talking about Taylor Swift. So, (sighs) Taylor Swift is just evil. And... uh, So, okay. I get a lot of questions about why Mandy doesn't like Taylor Swift. And... It's really a funny story. Um, I believe she told you in the episode that she co-hosted with me. Um, But basically, she had this really weird dream about Taylor Swift, and we decided that Taylor Swift was the devil. Um, And then we were joking about Mandy moving to New York, and we... um, we were looking for apartments, and we noticed that there was an area in Chelsea that was really inflated. And I was like, you know, and I and I did a quick Google search, because I, I remember reading, but I wasn't sure if it was a legit story or not, that Taylor Swift had bought up, like, a whole block of real estate on um, in Chelsea. And it was indeed. So that's why she's the devil. Also... She was walking around Tribeca in an outfit that cost $2,000. Now, I get it. Celebrities are different. Like, you know, I wear my $5 Old Navy shorts and a, and a t-shirt. You know, my don't MS with Prada or my don't MS with Major t-shirt. And maybe I have $30 worth of clothes on me. And that's really, really stretching it, to be honest. Um, so, I, I'm definitely not the right person to um, talk about clothes or why spending $2,000 on clothes is ridiculous. But more than that, why are you going to walk around Tribeca in, in a $2,000 outfit? It doesn't make any sense. For those of you who don't know, Tribeca is a very hipstery, um, gentrifying neighborhood. There's, um, like you, you down there, you can still walk around and see like mom and pop shops right next to like a Starbucks. You can see. A young 20-something hipster who just hates everything. Um, Walking next to a businessman who just bought 500,000 shares of Apple. And, And it's very cohesive. But the thing about the neighborhood is no one dresses... That, that, I don't want to say they don't dress nicely. They don't wear expensive clothing. And that's the thing, like, 
when you're in an area like that, like, I, I live in an area where, um, t-shirt and shorts are, or t-shirt and jeans are, are the standard outfit, which is perfect, because that's what I normally wear anyways. Um, you know, for me, dressing up is a polo and a nice pair of jeans or a, a pair of slacks. And if you don't believe me, just ask Queer Mandy. When we went to see Children of a Lesser God, that's what I wore. I'm pretty sure she was embarrassed. Um, but so walking around in, you know, this really expensive outfit doesn't make her, doesn't make Taylor Swift look like one of us. She looks like a stupid bitch. I mean, and... I'm pretty sure Mandy's going to text me and telling me she is a stupid bitch, but that's not the point. Taylor, if you want to be a New Yorker, dress for the neighborhood you're in, not the neighborhood you want it to be. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, you know, I was just texting a friend and told them that I was recording, and they're like, oh, we thought you weren't doing it every day this week. It, it really wasn't my plan. Um, last week, I, I did plan to do it um, just to show that there was... First of all, that there's an audience um, and that there's enough material. This week, it's just because the material keeps coming and, you know, I gotta go with that. And speaking of material, the material girl herself, Madonna, is coming out with some new music. I am so excited. But I don't want it to be like... Um, I'm hoping it's not like the Ray of Light CD, which Ray of Light is fine. Like, there are some really good songs, like the title, um, the title song, and I believe it was her first single off that CD. Um, but, like, she, it, I don't know, like, I don't want to say she went all hipstery, but she went, like, really bizarre with that, with that CD, and, um, I know it's one of her most beloved and classic but for me it was just um it, it wasn't the Madonna that I, I love like I love when she's poppy and like sassy like Rebel Heart there are some really good songs on there um Bitch on Madonna is the camp classic like I really wish she would have released that as a single because it may not have went to number one but it would be, like, played in the clubs all the time just because it's so over-the-top and so wonderful. Um, the title song from that, um, Rebel Heart, is, is, is really great, too. Um, she's a little bit more laid back and chill on that, and she's just like, hey, look, I always do things my own way. If you haven't listened to it, go to Spotify, listen to those songs, um, or Apple Music, which is my preferred music um, streaming source. But listen, and just enjoy, enjoy that for what it is. Um, listen to um, Unapologetic Bitch. That, that would have been a number one song, without a doubt. Um, Living for Love is good, but I don't know. It just lacked the oomph of these other songs. Um, but... Uh, it seems like that she's pushing away from the more hip-hop, um, collaborative, 
um, music that she had been doing. Which is, I think, is a good thing. Um, you know, there's nothing better than listening to a Madonna Nicki Minaj collaboration. But in the last few albums, um, MDMA and, um, and Rebel Heart, and even going back to Hard Candy, it's like she was forcing herself to record with these people because she thought it would land her another hit. What makes a Madonna song a Madonna song isn't who she collaborates with. It's her expressing some sort of emotion. That's why Bitch on Madonna works so well, even though that is a collaboration. Um, because in that song, she's saying, fuck you. I'm going to do me, because guess what? I'm Madonna. I'm a billionaire. And I don't need to listen to anybody. And and that's what really brings it home. Um, even with the other songs I mentioned, Unapologetic Bitch and Rebel Heart, it's more about who she is than trying to convince someone to like her because she's so cool. Um, this new CD is said to have been inspired by her time in Portugal. Um, by the sounds and just things that she saw there. And which is, I believe, to um, Ray of Light, going back to that comparison, uh, she was in India, I believe, at the time. Or she was inspired by um, uh, by a trip to India when she recorded uh, Ray of Light. So I'm wondering um, if we're not going to, if it's not going to be just like that. Um, and just a little fun note, Ray of Light was the first time Madonna won a Grammy Award. Um, she'd been nominated multiple times. Um, she's obviously owned the stage, um, at the Grammys and the VMAs, but she won her first Grammy for Ray of Light, so maybe she's going for some more Grammys. I mean, she already has an Oscar. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. And this, this segment, um, it, it kind of makes me sad. Um, it makes me sad because I know how beloved Ben Stiller is. Um, he's vastly talented. Um, and I I don't know, it just, it's one of those things that, it's one of those things that I really wish wouldn't need to be talked about, but it does. Um... So, Blind Gossip revealed their item, Sin or Really Sin. And basically, um, the whole thing is about a major comedy star and his wife, and allegedly the comedy star wants his wife to be very real thin. Because he's very controlling and very image conscious. And the, <coughs> excuse me, um, and so there's two, it, two people talking and they, they say, is she thin or is she really thin? And the other one says, um, she's really thin. 
And the, the end response is basically, well, he must be happy then. So they revealed this to be Ben Stiller and Christine... Um, ben Stiller and Christine Taylor. And it really got me to thinking, like, we all know that our beloved Robin Williams had some um, mental health issues. Um, he was fighting depression and possibly more. We, we'll never know for sure. But it, it also got me to thinking, why do women let men control them like this? Like, you know, from a personal experience, like, yes, I've been, I've been abused and I, I've kind of fallen down that rabbit hole. But I came out of it. And after I made my first mistake, I've never made that mistake again. But there are some women who will put their man above anyone else their kids their friends it doesn't matter even themselves such as the case with christine taylor she was starving herself in order to keep her husband happy and it really makes me wonder why because christine taylor is a very famous actress in her own right um she's had some very big roles including marcia brady and the brady bunch movie so why in the world would she do this? Now, some are going to argue that it's love. This isn't love. Love is when someone loves you for you. Now, the, I'm, I'm already hearing the argument that that's unconditional love. No. Love is love. Unconditional love is, you know, you do whatever you're going to do, and I'm still going to love you. Love is, I love you, I want to be with you. You're the one who makes me smile. You're the one who I want to come home and complain to. It's not, I want to come home and complain to you as long as you're a cranky bitch because you haven't eaten anything all day. And I'm really curious... And I, I think I may, may need to talk to a straight guy about this because in the gay community, um, weight's important, but it, it's really not all that important. The face and the, and the hair and the style is more important than um, the actual weight. But it seems like straight men are really obsessed with dating real thin models. Not all of them, of course. We're not generalizing about men. Um, by the way, go listen to that song, too. Um, it's by Rachel Bloom. It's um, from the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend soundtrack. Promise you, you will laugh and love it. Also, Google pics of your dick on the internet. Um, Apple Music, people. You can listen to everything for free. Well, for um, $9.99 a month, but whatever. Um, back to Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor. Um, they've divorced. Um, she went from being real thin to having a little bit of meat on her bones. Um, and she looks happy and healthy. And thank God she got out of that marriage. Because I think it would have actually ended up killing her. I'll be right back. And I'm back. We're going to do the blind item in this segment instead of the last segment. I'm experimenting with something here. So just go with it. 
If it doesn't work, we'll switch back to our regular routine. Um, so this blind item comes to you from Blind Gossip. It's called Sweetheart Score. So if you, like with the, most of the blind items I read, um, if you want to read it for yourself or make a guess on their website, go to blindgossip.com and um, Sweetheart Score should be right there. Excuse me, I have a little tickle in my throat. So, here is what this reads. This is one of those actresses who might be called America's sweetheart. However, she wasn't so sweet to some of the men she dated before she got married. There was a stretch of approximately three years where she plowed her way through a half dozen Hollywood male actors and one singer. The dates have been manipulated in the media a lot to try to make her look better. Some of these relationships never even made it to the gossip pages. However, we know that that however we know that they all happened in this short time frame and that almost all of them overlapped another relationship. Here we go. She lived with this European actor who has a particular set of skills. She moved out of skills place to date and then get engaged to her co-star from a southern based film. She ditched Southie to take up with a married Maple Leaf actor from a famous family. They got engaged right after Maple divorced his wife, but our actress ran away just before their wedding to go on vacation with his best friend. Actress dumped Maple to move in with his best friend and get lost in their love for a while, but then she suddenly moved out of Lost Home one day to go party with this volatile ex-husband of a female singer. Then she penned Volatile a goodbye letter so she could go live with this Oscar actor with the famous Foot. And she broke up with Footy a few months later to start dating a singer whom she eventually married and divorced. Yes, all in three years. At least she's happily married now. Then again. Dot, dot, dot. So, this is clearly about Julia Roberts. I don't have all of the men um, quite figured out yet. Uh, I do know that there's... um, Skills is Liam Neeson. And... I don't know who Southie is, but... Maple is Kiefer Sutherland. I haven't figured out who... um, Who lost is volatile is it has to be Sean Penn, which is really interesting. I didn't realize that Madonna and Julia Roberts shared a man, and the, and they're right. There is certainly nothing about Sean Penn and Julia Roberts, um, and the gossip because I looked this up when I read this because I was really curious as to how that went down because Madonna doesn't share, um. And I'm not quite sure how soon after Madonna that um, Sean Penn got with Robin Wright Penn. Or Robin Wright, I'm sorry. Everyone keeps reminding me that she dropped the pen. No pun intended. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Footy is Kevin Bacon. Which, again, nothing suggests that they dated. But I'm kind of all about that pairing. And I, I'm trying to do, like, a six degrees of Kevin Bacon with with these two. 
Um, I haven't quite worked it out yet. Um, but I'm going to. Also, I'm thinking about doing a segment called Six Degrees of Susan Lucci. Um, maybe we'll try that in the next episode, just be, just to see how fun it is. Um, because I was doing it, I was actually going to launch a blog called Six Degrees of Susan Lucci, and everyone had to be within six degrees of our beloved daytime icon. Um, but then the idea for Drunk Gossip seemed a a little bit cleaner, and, um, I wouldn't have had to do as much math. And then the the uh, singer that she married in, and divorced, um, was Lyle Lovett. So our girl Julia apparently got around. I'm not quite sure why, but there's been a lot of negative blinds about her lately. I I realize she has a movie coming out, but she's had movies come out before, and there's not been this much negativity. So there has to be some sort of scandal brewing. Or she's about ready to head to divorce court and her, um, her soon-to-be ex is leaking negative stories. Who knows? I'll be right back. And I'm back. So for our final segment, we're going to talk about Demi Lovato. Um, there's a lot of stories going on right now about her. Um, everything's pieced together with that drug overdose that she had last Tuesday, um, and which she's still in the hospital for. So, let's start at the beginning here. Um, Crazy Days and Nights revealed a blind item which basically said, um, obviously she'd been using for a while, and... Um, when we seen her walking out of the nightclub with G-Eazy, they weren't leaving as friends. He was forcing her to hook up with him in order to get some drugs. Because, um, she had fired her assistant, who was sleeping with her former drug dealer, and didn't have access to another one. And so G-Eazy took advantage of that and was like, well, you gotta give me something if I'm gonna help you out here. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, sketchy reveals about G-Eazy. Apparently, when he was with Hasley, um, he would force her to watch him have sex with other women, or he would have a, quote-unquote, line of women ready to orally service him. And it makes me sad, because I actually liked him when he um, recorded Make Me with Britney. Like, I, I didn't think he was one of the douchebags. Apparently, I was wrong. Um, but more on Demi, the actual focus of our story, um, there's a a family friend who's talking, which, if you're a family friend, you should not be talking, like, you should not be revealing anything to any press, leave that for her publicist and her team, but here's what that friend said. Demi never wanted to be a role model. Her sobriety over the last six years was a fight every single day. After she finally got clean, her team was very hard on her and treated her like she was a kid. It's so hard to have all these eyes on you all the time. And the... We'll we'll unpack that in a second. The 
Um, the, the source went on to say she needs to get out of this whole system that she's been in since she was 13. Demi never had a day off. Her mother is a very sweet person who has zero say. Even at 16, one day Demi's like, I'm paying the bills of this house. This is my house. Diana loves her daughter and wants her to get better. But if she wants to survive, she needs to get out of this business. Right now, her life and her health are at stake. So, obviously, their eyes were not on her very hard. Let's just be honest about that. Because if they were actually watching her, if they were actually trying to make sure she was okay, she wouldn't have been using and that's not really fair to say because a, a user will use no matter what. But if they're watching her as hard as the source is claiming, then um, it would have been much more difficult for her to get a hold of the drugs and to hook up with a, a, a known coke dealer or someone who's known to have coke on him at the very least. Also, uh, um, you know, I, I have addicts in my life. Um, some are in my family. Some are friends. And, and yes, staying sober is a struggle. It's not because you have all the eyes on you. It's because you have this need for something that's not good for you. And your body will do whatever it takes until it gets its fill of, of, of that addiction. As far as Demi needing to get out of the business, we're all adults. Let's be real here. I could choose it in this podcast today if I wanted to. I don't want to. I'm not going to. Don't worry. But, you know, we all have choices to make in our life. And Demi chooses to continue to be a celebrity. Now, she could, you know, she could walk away from it all. Yes, she'll still have some notoriety. She'll still have, you know, fans and whatnot. But eventually, that will dwindle away. So, saying she needs to get out of the business through the press, tell her directly. If you're a friend, if you're her family friend, you go to her and you tell her. You say, you need to get out of here. You need to stop doing this. You know, you can still sing. You can still, you know... Be a lounge singer. Well, maybe not because that, there's a lot of alcohol around there. But, you know, there are pl- places where you can sing and get paid. You can do community theater if you want to act. You don't have to be a Hollywood celebrity to live your dream, so to speak. And that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you guys for listening. And I am raising a glass of limoncello to you. Cheers. Cheers.